Hello, my fellow leaders. Welcome to this week's episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast where we help you ignite your culture, lead with empowerment, and live on purpose. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, and this week on the podcast, we will be discussing the disciplines of personal mastery. We are still talking about it, and this week, we're talking about a commitment to the truth. Last week, we talked about this idea of structural conflict, and structural conflict is caused by the deep and underlying beliefs uh, that you hold about yourself, that I hold about myself, beliefs that we're unworthy to achieve the vision that we want to achieve, beliefs that we're powerless to achieve the vision that we want to achieve, and all of this is holding you back, it's holding your team back, and it's holding your organization back. So we left off with the question, how do we change these beliefs that cause structural conflict that are holding you back from achieving your dreams? Well, this week we're going to talk about it, and it all starts with the truth. Stay tuned for this week's episode, episode 3030 of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. Well, welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of JC Talks. I got to tell you, thank you. We say it every single week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for finding us. If you're finding value in this podcast, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and then call a friend. Tell them about it. Send them a link to this podcast right now and say, hey, this, this podcast could potentially add great value to your life, to your leadership, to your team, to your organization. And let's spread the word about JC Talks. We want to make sure that we're doing this. We are doing this. Our motivation is 100% to help you as a leader. So help us spread the word and begin by liking, subscribing, and telling your friends about it. We're in a series right now that we're calling The Disciplines of Personal Mastery. And before we dive in, I just want to go through these. These are so important. It's so important that we remind ourselves every single week uh, that personal mastery, it's not a destination, it is a journey. And the journey has what I call five key points or five actions uh, that you've got to take. And here are the five actions that you probably need to be taking on a daily basis, if not a weekly basis or monthly, um, that will help you on the journey to personal mastery. So here we go, five actions for personal mastery right here. Uh, you've got to be continually clarifying what is important to you. That's number one. Number two, you have to continually uh, learn to see current reality more clearly. We're going to talk about that a lot today, a commitment to the truth. Uh, you've got to continually generate and sustain creative tension in your life. If you don't know what, what creative tension is, go back and listen to last week's podcast and the week before that, uh, and you'll learn all about creative tension. It is potentially what is holding you back because it's causing emotional tension in your life and it is holding you back from achieving your dreams and your goals. Uh, you've got to continually be pursuing growth and learning. You never will arrive. That's the idea of personal mastery. There is no destination. It is a continual journey. And finally, number five, continually thinking long-term versus short-term. So that's this idea of generational thinking. You're not just thinking about with the decisions that you make, you're not just thinking about what's going to benefit you today, but you're thinking about your kids and your kids' kids. And, 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 and maybe you don't have kids out there, but you're thinking about the impact of your decision on the community around you uh, and, 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 and how the people who know you, the people who care about you, how they're going to be impacted uh, by your decision. So that's what we call this idea of generational thinking. So this week, 
we're talking about a commitment to the truth. So we left off last week, as we just spoke about in the intro, we left off with a question. We talked about this idea of structural conflicts within yourself, that you've got these beliefs. I have these beliefs. We all have these beliefs that are holding us back from achieving our our dreams and our goals. And how do we move past uh, these beliefs? How do we move past the structural conflict? Well, it, it means we have to change our belief. And how do we do that? Well, it starts with, and this is what we're going to talk about today, a commitment to the truth. Structural conflict can be changed only by changing your beliefs. Okay, the structural conflict that you have that I have can only be changed by changing our beliefs. So we all have what is called these current beliefs, okay? And, and these current beliefs are our beliefs of, of powerlessness. I don't have the power to achieve the goals that I want to achieve. Unworthiness. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy. You know, I've got a dream of building a great business, a great product, of being a great leader to my people. But you know what? I'm not worthy about it. And maybe it's something that somebody has said to you years ago, but you hold these beliefs. I hold these beliefs. Uh, and these beliefs are holding us back. You know, we talked about this last week. Structural conflict really is it's, it's kind of three parts. You've got a personal vision that's all the way over here. You've got a current reality that's right about here. And then you've got these feelings of unworthiness and powerlessness. They aren't true. You know, there's nothing true about these feelings that you hold, but but they're true feelings for you. Uh, and so you've got these beliefs and all of this together, all of this creates the structural conflict within your life um, and, and within my life. And it's holding us back from achieving what we really want to achieve. And now we talked about this. All of this is, is developed early on in life. So as a kid, your parents told you, no, 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 no. They gave you boundaries and structures because that's what they had to do. That's what your teachers did. And so you heard the word no a lot. The problem is, and we said this last week, the limitations that were placed on you became generalizations that you still have placed on you. So that word no got so imprinted in the subconscious mind, and we're going to talk about that next week, the subconscious mind, uh, that word no and the limitations got so Im um implanted maybe is the word, uh, and it deeply impacted your psyche. And so that word no is still there. So when you're trying to go out for things, uh, new things, new ideas, new products, new leadership ideas, uh, new organizations, you know, whatever it is, new changes, that word no is so deeply ingrained in your mind, it's hard for you to move forward. So our beliefs need to change. Now, how do they change? Well, one way that your beliefs can change is by accumulating accumulating new experiences. Okay, that, that's one of the ways that you can change uh, your beliefs is to get out there and try new things, have new experiences. And I think about my own life. I think about, and you probably can think about this in your own life as well, but I think about the days way back in Indiana. Um, it is like over two, decade, two decades ago. And I think about how my life was back then. And, and, and I really did live in kind of this little mindset and this little hole. So many beliefs that I had about people, about myself, about life, about the world. It was just boxed into this little town that I grew up in. And uh, I had a lot of fear. I still live with anxiety and fear, and I've been open and honest about that. That's not a, that's not a new thing. And, and the more I share my story, the more I realize there's a lot of people that wrestle with that on a daily basis. But I think about what, what I faced and what I struggled with back then and how my, my thoughts were uh, 20 years ago back in Indiana. 
uh, small town, Indiana, and then moving out to Southern California. And, I, you know, here in San Diego, we have uh, in San Diego County, we have 4 million people in, uh, in LA County, which is just north of us, they have 18 million people. So I'm surrounded by about 22 million people on a daily basis. Now, now they're not all living in my house, uh, but I've got, I mean, everywhere I go, there's people here in Southern California. And so I think about that journey from the military and then some of the mistakes that I made and some of the challenges I had in my early twenties and having to overcome those and, and just so many of the experiences that I've had along the way. And this goes for any of us. Uh, It's why with time, Uh, comes wisdom because with time comes experiences, especially if you're trying to live a great life, especially if you're trying to go out there and do big things with your life. You're going to have a lot of experiences. You're going to have a lot of successes and you're going to have even more failures. And so that's one way that we can change our beliefs because you know what? Those those same beliefs that I hold uh, that I held a long time ago when I was 15, 16, 17, 18 years of age, I don't hold those beliefs anymore because I've had the new experiences and the new experiences I've had in life. And probably the same could be said for you. They have helped me overcome uh, doubt and certain beliefs that I had about myself. Well, you'll never be able to do that. And then you go out and you experience it and you do it. Well, that changes your belief right away. So you can accumulate new experiences and that's one way to change your belief. However, mastery will not develop so long as we hold on to these unempowering beliefs about ourselves. So, so the structural conflict, again, it comes from this, you've got a personal vision that's over here, you've got a current reality, and you've got all these beliefs, and these beliefs are really tugging at you. You've got this vision that's pulling you in one direction, but these beliefs you hold about yourself are pulling you all the way back in this direction, and that's why you remain stuck. That's why we, we remain stuck, because of these beliefs that we have. And here's the deal. We can press forward as much as we can uh, through these beliefs, but uh, the results aren't really going to change until we tackle these beliefs that are all the way back here, right? So beliefs will change only as we experience our mastery. But the problem is this, right? We only experience mastery by changing these beliefs. So we got to dive into really changing these beliefs. So here's the question that I want to ask you today. Here's a really important question I want to ask you. How do we alter the deeper structures of our lives? Okay, so the structural conflict that we have, these beliefs we have, how do we alter these deeper beliefs and these deeper structures? And here's what we're going to talk about today. It's a simple yet profound strategy of telling the truth, telling the truth. It all starts when we tell ourselves the truth. Now, what do we mean by this? Okay, so Peter Senge, and I want to make sure that I'm doing this on a regular basis. And I don't think I have the book in here with me. No, I think the book is probably uh, in my, uh, on my desk. So I do not have the book here with me, but all of this that we're talking about here, this idea of uh, personal mastery is coming out of the book called the fifth discipline by Peter Senge. I want to make sure that I credit him. It's very important. And probably on the podcast, I need to start, not probably, I will start uh, linking to his book because all these ideas come out of his book. And I, I just read about a college president, former military this past week, who uh, sadly he had to step down from his position because he wasn't given credit. He was, he was, um, he was guilty, I guess, if that's the right word of plagiarism. So he was using, I think he did it in one of his speeches. He was using other people's work and not crediting them. So I want to make sure that I'm doing that not to judge him. Uh, I don't know why I brought him up, but but that was a deep reminder for me to make sure that I'm crediting the right people. So Peter Senge is behind all of this. Okay. 
So, so he talks about this idea of truth, and 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 here's what he says: that this idea of commitment, a commitment to the truth, a commitment to telling the truth, is not about seeking the truth, right? The final word, the ultimate cause, right? When we hear this word, the truth, a lot of times we tend to make that blanket for everybody, but that's not what he's talking about, okay? Rather, he says this, truth-telling is, and I've got five key aspects of what truth-telling is, and so I'm going to walk through these very quickly as we talk about this idea of telling the truth. Truth-telling is, number one, it's this, a relentless willingness to root out the ways we limit or deceive ourselves from seeing what is. So there's always this idea of what is. It's right in front of us. It's, It's right there. But oftentimes, and I think about you probably do this, and I know I do this, when we meet somebody and we really like them, it could be a potential friend, it could be a potential relationship, we see everything we want to see, but we don't see probably what we need to see, right? So telling the truth is finding the ways that we limit or deceive ourselves from seeing what actually is. And so it, it, it's really taken off the... the uh, the scales that we have in our eyes, right? The, the filters that you and I carry around and we do it all the time. You know, we really want something bad enough. You know, I think about us, those of us who are parents, we certainly have filters on when it comes to our kids. And then we hear that our kids are doing something else that we thought the neighbor kids were doing. They do that down there or those other kids, you know, the kids from the other neighborhood, they do that, but not my kid. And then we find out that our kid does the same thing and, and, and it, it, it just wrecks us. Why? Because we couldn't really see they, they were doing it the entire time, but we failed to see it because we got these filters on, right? We want to believe that our kids are the angels and everyone else out there is doing all the dirty work. But the reality is our kids are human. They're normal. They're going to make mistakes. So that's what this is talking about. A relentless willingness to root out the ways we limit or deceive ourselves from seeing what is number two seeking the truth or a commitment to telling the truth is it's, it's, it's not about, again, it's not about seeking the truth, but it's about telling the truth. And number two, it is a relentless willingness to continually challenge our theories of why things are the way we, uh, uh, the way they are. So whatever it is that you come to the table with, you have a theory for why you think that is. Uh, you have a theory for why someone is the certain way they are. You have a theory for why your boss or your leader isn't getting their job done. You have a theory for why, you know, if you are a leader or manager, why your people aren't getting their job done. You have a theory for why the organization isn't growing or why it is growing or uh, why you're doing a great job or, and, and maybe you're missing the mark. You're not saying, so we all have these theories, but we have to challenge those theories on a regular basis. Number three, a commitment to telling the truth is a relentless willingness to continually broaden our awareness. So it's seeing the world around us, being aware of the world around us, understanding that the world, it, it really doesn't. The sun does not revolve around you. You are not the center of the universe. And I know that's hard for us to understand at times because you know what? We all think we are. Every single one of us does. The sun rises and sets based on what I want to have happen. That's just not the way it is, right? You're not the middle of the universe. I'm certainly not the center of the universe. And so we've got to be broadening our awareness. What's going on around me? Well, well, you know, right now, as I'm recording this, there is a, um, I don't know what you call it, tension. We've been calling it, you know, in the Middle East, there's always been tension in the Middle East. It's sad. And, and I encourage you before you come to judgments about it, that's why I'm never speaking out about it because there's so many nuances in that. Um, I'm just praying for peace over there. 
Uh, and there's great people on both sides. And I don't care what anybody says about that. It's true. Okay. They are good. And, and there's stories all over the place. So before you or I make any judgments on that, you've got to really study history. And there's a lot of nuances that happen in Middle Eastern history. But as I'm speaking about this, okay, uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it, it's important for you as a leader to understand what's going on in the world around you not just what's going on in your family and in your life. And a lot of times what we tend to do is we get boxed into our little communities. We get boxed into our little world and we forget about the world around us. Or we, it, I think it's like the ostrich. Um, it's, it's my favorite scene. <laughs> I think I've seen a cartoon do this before where there's an ostrich who's running and he's fearful. So what does he do? He buries his head in the sand and he thinks, well, because I can't see the problems, they don't exist. Well, that's not true. So again, as leaders, this idea of, of a commitment to the truth, we have to be broadening our awareness about what's going on around us in your life, inside of you, in your family, in your community, um, you know, your friendships, uh, if you're in order, if, if you're leading an organization, what's going on in the industry around you, not just your company, but what's going on in the broader industry? What are the waves that are happening? What are the um, new phases that are coming down the future? You just got to be aware. That's part of telling the truth. Number four is this, a relent uh, seeking the truth, a commitment to the truth, to telling the truth is a relentless willingness to continually deepen our understanding of the structures underlying current events. Again, going back to what I just said, you know, we're talking about the tension in the Middle East or the tension wherever, racial tension, whatever it is. We've got to be, under, uh, be able to understand and deepen our understanding of the structures that underlie those. Nothing is what it seems in life. Absolutely nothing is what it seems. If there's anything that I'm learning, the older I get, hopefully the wiser I get, the more I understand this. Nothing is ever what it seems. So as leaders, as managers, as people, as, 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 as men and women who are on the journey to personal mastery, part of this is going deeper on what we see. So the current events that we're seeing in the world around us, as you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to it, there are current events happening. There is so much more that's going on underneath the surface than what you see. And so you have to be committed. I have to be committed to seeing those structures that underline those events. Um, number five is this in this journey of a commitment to the truth, right? Uh, we have to have a relentless willingness to see more of the structural conflicts underlying our own behavior. Okay, so you see how, how we came from all the way out here at the macro level. We've got to be aware of what's going on uh, in, in the world around us. Um, you know, we've got to be able to see things for what they are. Uh, uh, we've got to be able to challenge. So we're talking big picture all the way down to ourselves. Okay, uh, so what are the structural conflicts that underlie uh, your behavior and my behavior? So here's the, here's, here's the translation for everything that we just said recognize structural conflict and understand it's not just within you. It's within the person next to you. It's in the person to your right and to your left. It's in your team. It's in your organization. It's in your community. It's in, it's, it's in the world that we live in. So we have to recognize it and again, go deeper on why it's happening. Plus, okay. So recognize structural conflict and then recognize the resulting behaviors. Okay. So telling the truth is all about this. It's seen reality more and more as it is, okay? 
So we recognize those aspects about ourselves, that structural conflict, and then we recognize the resulting behaviors and we don't lie about it. We just see whatever it is. So if I have a belief that I am not, um, let's say I'm trying to start a business and, and I really want to start this business. And part of business is you've got to pick up the phone and you've got to make the sale. That's an important part. You've got to do business development. Now, if I'm continually struggling with business development and picking up the phone and making the sale, why is that? If it's happening day and day and day and day, right? So that's the resulting behavior. Now we've got to come back and say, well, why is it? And it could believe, you know, it, it could come all the way back to the belief that if I pick up this phone, uh, no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to buy from me. And again, that goes back to this, this unworthiness. So then you got to deal with that, right? But it starts all the way up here with telling the truth. So we have to recognize that there is structural conflict. You have to admit that to yourself, right? There is structural conflict within me. It's not that I'm just not picking up the phone to make the sales call because I don't want to make the sales call. There's something deeper that is happening, right? Uh, feelings of powerlessness or feelings of unworthiness that result in this behavior. I'm not bringing in the accounts I need to. My business is not growing the way it needs to. And again, it all comes back to over here. So recognizing the structural conflicts help us to understand how our actions, right, are an integral part, an integral part of the outcomes. Let me say that one more time recognizing the structural conflicts that we have within our lives help us to understand how our actions are an integral part of the outcome. So this is what we call, to make this more simple, personal responsibility. So when we look at our lives and understand the beliefs that are holding us back, we recognize that these are my beliefs. So I can no longer blame somebody else for why I'm not hitting the sales mark. Why am I not being the leader? Well, well, it, I'm not being a great leader because of my team. My team, if they just did this and they just did that and they quit doing this and they quit, nah, 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 right? it's all their fault. If they just fixed themselves, then I'd be a better leader. No, 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 no. You're the leader. It's like when parents complain about their kids. You raised them. You raised those kids. Like, How in the world are you going to turn around and talk bad about the kids that you raised? Those are your kids. They're your responsibility. Now, at some point, obviously, they're going to make their own decisions, right? But you have to, you have to take some responsibility into that, right? They're part of who you are. If you had the you know, children, if they came out of you, that's your children. If you adopted them, you fostered them, you took care of them, more than likely. Now, obviously, again, there's structural conflicts with everything, and we've got to under, you know, understand the tension that goes into that. But if it's your team, if they're your kids, if it's your organization, stop blaming everyone else and start looking at yourself. That's what this does. A commitment to the truth that helps bring it back to you. It, it's, it's no longer about us blaming everybody else for why things aren't happening the way that we want them to happen. It's us understanding, you know what? I'm probably a part of the problem, right? It, it's a commitment to telling the truth that, that brings us to this. So here's something I want you to know. Here's a very important thing that I want you to know. The greater, so here's the deal. So you have this idea of commitment to the truth. You begin to tell yourself the truth. Here's what's going to happen. And again, we've talked about this in past weeks. The greater the commitment to the truth that you have about yourself, about your journey, about your team, about your own life, about your leadership, about your management, whatever it is, the greater the commitment to the truth, the greater the creative tension that you will face. This is really important for you to understand. 
This idea of creative tension, which then leads to emotional tension, is an aspect that will be with you throughout the journey of personal mastery. That's just a part of it. The more that you work to master yourself, the more that you work to tell the truth about yourself, the more that you try to root out that structural conflict, right? Which means you've got to tell the truth about situations, tell the truth about yourself, tell the truth about everything around you. The more you begin to do that, the more creative tension you're going to face. So here's an example. Charles Dickens. If you've ever... Um, and who hasn't, right? Most of us probably have. Now, again, I'm speaking from kind of a westernized perspective here, but in the Western world, most of us have heard of Charles Dickens and we've heard of the um, Christmas story called A Christmas Carol. I, for one, can't get through a Christmas without watching it one or two times. I like Scrooge. I think it's Scrooge or Scrooge. Uh, it's the one with, with, with uh, Bill Murray. Uh, if you get a chance to watch that, that's but there's so many different adaptations around. All of them are great. Disney has a cartoon that came out a few years ago. I'm not ashamed to say it. And it is probably my favorite version of Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. But here's what we're talking about. Scrooge was living this life where he was making him. He was miserable. Now, he didn't realize it un, until later on in the movie. But at, you know, at the beginning, he was a miserable person. And everyone around him, he made him miserable. His nephew his worker, and, 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 and because of how he treated people, it, it was like a, um, a trickle-down effect. So when he treated his, and I, and I forget the name, uh, the, the gentleman who worked for him, I, f I forget the name, but when he treated him wrongly, it caused, you know, problems within the family, and, and, and there was tension because of his actions, right? So everyone around him, he, he wasn't treating well. So what happens to him? On Christmas Eve, and he's nice enough to give um, his worker, again, I cannot believe that I'm forgetting his name, but he's nice enough to give his worker the day off on Christmas Day, but he tells him, come in all the more earlier the next day, right, on the, on the 26th. But on Christmas Eve, what happens to Scrooge? Well, well, we know what happens. He's visited by three ghosts, and it's the ghost of Christmas past the ghost of Christmas present and the ghost of Christmas future. A different movies call them a little bit different, but you get the idea. And so the first ghost takes him away and takes him back into a journey of his past. And he gets to see the pain that he's inflicted on other people. And, and not only that, I, you know, one of the episodes is really great. He gets to see the pain that he suffered. That, that's, that's one of the most important. You know, probably as we get closer to the Christmas season this year, we'll actually dive deep on this. We'll come back to the Christmas Carol because there's so many lessons in that movie. It's one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time, one of the greatest Christmas stories of all time. But he sees the pain that he suffered. He lost the love of his life, and that caused him to become bitter over time, right? So then it takes him to Christmas present. He's able to see kind of the pain that he's inflicting and his lack of being generous with the people around him and, and what that's causing in the families and the community around him. And then it takes him all the way to one of the scarier scenes. It takes him all the way to Christmas future. And he comes to see that if I don't make changes in my life, uh, here is what's going to happen in my future. Uh, and it, gonna go, it goes back to Jacob, uh, uh, Jacob Marley, his former partner, uh, shows up to him before these ghosts you know, show up, right? And he shows up and change. And he says, hey, you got to change your ways. You're going to end up like me roaming the earth and trying to make sense of all the pain that you've inflicted. Um, and where does all this start, right? So he's able to see the future, but it starts with this idea of he has to tell himself the truth first. He has to see the truth. And the truth is he was deeply wounded. 
in his past, the, and that deep woundedness is causing him to make uh, really negative decisions today. And if he doesn't change that in the future, he's going to cause even more pain for other people, right? So here's a question I want to ask, and we're actually going to end up on this today. This will be and next week. I, I, I want to highly encourage you to join on, to sign on, because next week is going to be really important what we talk about. We're going to talk about the subconscious mind. This is the, when we talk about this idea of structural conflict, emotional tension, and the aspects of you that are holding you back, all of them start within the subconscious mind. So we're going to talk about that next week. But, 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 but I want to end with this question today. I, I want to ask that you consider this question for yourself. We, we talk about Scrooge. He had to see his past, present, future. He knew if I don't make changes, here is what the future could hold. That being in mind, here's the question I have for you. Here's a question I want you to ask yourself. And here's the question. If I do not overcome the structural conflicts holding me back, what could the outcome be? So again, the structural conflicts are caused by these limiting beliefs that you hold about yourself, your powerlessness, your unworthiness. If I don't overcome, you have to ask yourself this question. We all have to ask ourselves this question. I'm constantly asking myself this question. If I don't overcome these structural beliefs, these, uh, these excuse me, these structural conflicts, these limiting beliefs, holding me back in life, business, relationships, whatever it is, what could the outcome be? So this could be, you know, in many different directions. This could be, let's take it back to personal. Let's say you have these beliefs over here, unworthiness, powerlessness, and they cause you to not be great in relationships. What could be the outcome? You could spend the rest of your life alone. Now, for some people, that's okay. May, for you, that may not be. So you have to say, do I want to spend the rest of my life alone? If the answer is yes, then keep doing what you're doing. If the answer is no, we've got to make changes all the way over here. It could be a business you're trying to build, okay? So if I don't get over these beliefs over here of powerlessness or worthiness or a lack of worthiness, what could be the result over here? I'm not making my sales call. The business doesn't grow. Uh, you know, I lose my business and now I'm back working to nine to, uh, nine to five job in which I don't want to work. Nothing wrong with working a nine to five job. But if that's not what you're meant to do, uh, then your, your beliefs over here could cause this all the way over here. As a leader, you're not getting the results from your team that you want to get. And it could come all the way over here. I need to confront more, but I'm lacking the ability to confront people. Uh, why? Because I have feelings of powerlessness or unworthiness. And you got to dive in deep on over here and you say, okay, because of all of these feelings over here, I lack the ability to confront, which is then causing our team to lack productivity. Uh, we're lacking profitability. We're lacking impact. We're lacking effectiveness. Here's what's happening. If this keeps happening, I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be a manager anymore. And I could lose this company, right? So if you want to lose the job, you wanna, then keep doing what you're doing. And don't worry about those beliefs. If you want to change this, then we've got to come all the way back to these beliefs. And next week is when we're going to dive on. I know we've been talking about this week after week after week, and we want to know what's the answer. How do I overcome this? Well, again, it's a lifetime journey. It's not going to happen overnight. But next week, we're going to talk about, I think, the core of personal mastery, and it is the subconscious mind for the leader, for the manager, for the person, for whoever it is, the man or woman going after this idea of personal mastery. 
the one issue, the one aspect of you that will hold you back every single time is your subconscious mind. I just rhymed on that one. The one aspect that will hold you back every single time is the subconscious mind. Boy, the, I'm gonna write a song about that. That's not bad at all, right? Stay tuned for next week. That's all I got for you this week. Next week, we'll talk about the subconscious. Um, join me here, JC Talks Leadership Podcast. I'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this week's episode of JC Talks, the Leadership Podcast. I say it all the time. It means a great deal that you found this podcast and that you're listening. And I hope that this podcast is adding a great deal of value to your life. If it is, please hit the like or subscribe button. Tell a friend, call and tell a friend. If you are working in an organization and you're saying, man, we're having issues. We're having issues surrounding uh, culture and right now diversity and inclusion and uh, team issues and whatever those issues may be if you're struggling with those issues i'd love to be of service to you so here's what i'm going to ask you to do uh you can email me at jc at jcco.io jc at jcco.io you and i will do an email together we'll have a whiteboard session we'll figure out what the issues are and i'd love to come in and do some training with you we can do it virtual we can do it in person you know we're all getting our vaccines now and hopefully the world's opening back up so whatever it is works for you but you and i will talk first we'll figure out the gap okay the gap between your vision the gap between your current reality and what we can do to fix that gap and, and help get you all the way to where you need to be and i'd love to be a part of that so please email me and, and uh, we'll sit down and we'll have a conversation and we'll see what we can do to get your team, get your organization on the path to where it needs to be. Thanks so much for listening today. I look forward to seeing you next week for JC Talks on Wednesday and JC Thoughts on Friday. Take care.